This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up? Todd Miller, Will Silly back here to talk about some more evidence-based management stuff, continuing the series that we just started. And right today to we're talking about aging. How apt after a year of having to wait for more episodes. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Let's get right at it. So uh, recall this board, Will, we set this up in our last video. We were talking about specifically in this series, focusing on things that you can talk about and conversations you can have around time to market. Today, this episode is, as you see this circle is here, about aging. Tell me about aging, Will. Well, we've got a definition written down, right? Which is which is the amount of elapsed time between when you start something and and the current time. Um, and really, what what we're looking at here, in a way, is the decay of value and relevance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because you start work on something because you think it's valuable to deliver. Um. But the more time passes between when it was a good idea or when a customer asked about it and when it actually is realized and in the hands of the customer and you start getting that feedback, the longer that takes, uh, the riskier it gets that it that it loses value or that it uh, completely loses relevance or even generates negative value. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, Will, you're, you're, you're uh, I, I really like that that uh, the way that you phrase that. Why? Why measure this? It's the decay of value and relevance. And um, you know, in the past, I've used this at a lot of different levels, right? Uh, if you were at a portfolio level, for instance, you can see how long something like a project or a product development effort has started as compared to the elapsed time from now. So the amount of elapsed time between when something has started and the current time. So if you have a project that you've been working on for 676 days, maybe we should talk about whether it's still relevant or not. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. And there's, and there's another why to this as well. And that is that the, the longer you work on something, right. The, the greater the risk of disruptions becomes, Right. Again, think back to your portfolio example, right? You had an important project. You started work on this. It's now 100 days old now. Um, I don't know about you, but in my part of the world, a lot of things can happen in 100 days. Mm-hmm. A lot of things um, can happen in a week, Will. Yeah, exactly. And so, right, new new insights come in and there might be new priorities coming in. So the older it gets, the higher the likelihood that there's going to be some sort of disruption coming in that's going to delay it even more or maybe even cost you relevance altogether. And then there goes your investment. Yeah, maybe let's, uh, you know, so to maybe paint the picture of this, let's, you know, we were we were just uh, behind the scenes talking about a couple different examples that we could use to really talk about the relevancy of this. Right. I yeah. think um, maybe we'll just start, maybe throw a couple out. Right. Well, is that good with you? Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, for fresh on my mind is uh, uh, a company like uh, Walgreens is well known to do a lot of studies around how people move about a store. Yeah. The second you walk into the front door of Walgreens, they start measuring how long you're in the store. 
And so let's say I'm in the store for 15 minutes. That's what they consider to be their aging, right? And so they know um, how long I'm in the store and they want me out of it really, right? You don't want to log jam. Same thing is to be true of a grocery store or standing in the line of security at an airport. The longer the elapsed time, genuinely me as a customer, I get dissatisfied, right? Yeah. And so I think those are all real basic examples for us to consider when it comes to aging. Um, maybe we could take it a little bit deeper and paint into other uh, other scenarios and then continue to build out this because I know that I think there's some more whys um, that we can apply here as well. Yeah. So one, a few of the teams I've worked with recently are in HR. Now, of mm -hmm. course, work item aging in HR is it's hugely important, right? In in a way, it's a form of it's a form of customer service, right? Something gets escalated there because there's an issue that needs to be solved, right? Someone isn't getting paid or they need to get hired or they need to get moved to a different department or they need to get uh, some sort of promotion. And if you get that fast, um, either no one complains, right? Because it's business as usual or people are happy because you give them some good news or you solve their problem. But we've both been in situations where we reach out to either an internal HR team or potentially a customer service somewhere else. And when you start having to wait for days or even weeks, that experience turns hugely negative to the point that sometimes you get a reply way past when it was relevant for you to get that reply. Mm. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. We finally have this offer for you. Oh, well, great. Um, but after yeah. one week of waiting, I got this offer from another company that did seem interested and I already signed with them. Yeah, I'm going to put that down here. I think that's really important with the hiring process in HR. And he'll, uh, I've been in that situation, right? And, I, and I've been the nervous emailer. Hey, is there an update yet? Do you, uh, do you know uh, if I'm going to be offered the job? And, and, and I've had it go six weeks. And really, that's an indication of malfunctioning within the HR system and even the ancillary systems or departments outside of that not communicating well. Yeah. And, and, and after six weeks, you've kind of given up at that point. You've moved on. And so from the time you entered that process, right? So the time I put my application in, that's what I consider. And it might be different. You might have to define your, your workflow, right? Something important here we have to say is that you must define your starting points and ending points for work item age, right? Yeah. And that's not always in your control, it right? Isn't. So it if we're if we're just building a product, like let's say we're a scrum team, we can define the start point as saying, you know, the moment our sprint starts is the starting point or the moment we pick up work is the starting point if we're in a, if we're in a more flow-based system. Um, but if you are in in a very customer focused environment, right? Like HR or like tech support or, you know, even like the, uh, the, the power company support or your utility support, your customer will define the starting point for you. And that yeah. definition is when they launch the request, that is when the work has started. That is yeah. when the aging starts. It's not up to you. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's an interesting comment then, because that's so for internally, it's when that request starts from a customer, a.k.a. a potential future employee. It's the moment I put my application in. Yeah. Right. And so maybe it's a quick response. No, you're not qualified. I'd rather know that as soon as possible. 
or maybe it's a quick response. Thank you. We appreciate it. We're going to get in contact with you. We think you're a viable candidate and here's the process as it sits today. So I think that aging can be studied and understood at, you know, I put uh, at at a lot of different levels um, and you were just defining how like the definition of a workflow from an internal HR perspective is you can, you could, you could have a column that is potential prospects and understand how you're communicating back and forth with them. And so that's, that's a really powerful concept and really all in the end is by understanding this and knowing this, we, we have new and better conversations that we can have. Yeah. Right. And, and one thing I, I just, it popped in my head because, um, Google started doing this with Gmail. Do you get it's like a, it's been six days since you've done anything with this email. Do you, should you want to do something with it? Yeah. Right. Uh, um, it's, it's kind of the, the, the whole same thing that we're talking about. It's kind of a trigger to either take action or, or, or maybe just stop working on that thing. Yeah. And that's, that's, that kind of leads to, um, kind of the, the, the question that we see in teams that, that use this, right. That starts measuring aging. And we'll, we'll talk a bit about how to measure it, but it naturally leads to the question that when you look at, at your board, right, kind of the, the work that's in progress, you start always asking that question of how old is this stuff? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause we don't want to getting old. You're right. Mm-hmm. Right. As soon as we start work, we kind of want to get it out of our system again because of all those risks that we, that we mentioned before, right? Cause it decays in relevance. It decays in values and increases your risk. So, you know, we don't want stuff to get old. From our customer perspective, on the one hand, right, if if we are in one of those customer-facing functions, but even if you're not, right, from an investment perspective, right, you're investing time and effort and potentially money into something the moment you start work on it. The sooner you finish it, right, the sooner you'll get answers as to was was it a good investment, yes or no. But if it's still in progress and it's aging and aging and aging, you're, you're kind of at the point of saying, well you know, we might as well write this off now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, I think that this goes back to us understanding too, that everything that we're working on right now is a hypothesis of value. Yeah. We don't know what we don't know. We don't know um, whether we, um, whether we are um, hiring the right person, right? We don't know what candidates are going to submit applications for something. We don't know what we don't know. Right. Yeah. Or are right. they going to say yes? Right. We don't know the answer to these things. So that I, I think we're pointing out there with HR specifically, it's co- the complexity that we're coping with. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I, with our software development backgrounds, just because you create a feature doesn't mean that people work on it. So the longer we take to work on something, the longer it is until we understand whether there was relevancy as far as the customer is concerned. Right. Yeah. And so th- that I think is the beauty of this because this is an indicator that maybe we've been working on something too long and we have to make a decision about it. Maybe we make it smaller and we break it down into smaller chunks. Uh, maybe we say, this is taking a lot longer than we expected. Let's just stop working on it. Uh, maybe this is a all hands on deck. Let's stop starting stuff and start finishing stuff. Right. Yeah. I'm going to put that in purple up here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. And that's, and that's the, the the kind of conversation that that you sometimes have when you make age transparent, right? Which isn't isn't common enough, right? 
But when you do it, it sometimes leads to these questions like, okay, you know, we started this project 400 days ago. <laughs> we've, we've not had this thing for 400 days and the company's still functioning and nothing's caught on fire. Do we really need it? Or is this just about ego now? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, right. um, I, and I think with that said too, just to kind of bring this back up and, and thinking about it. So this is, this is an indicator that, how, that we're, we're talking through all the conversations that it can trigger. There's some other things you should understand here. Maybe it's aging and it's okay. Maybe your project's been in progress for 350 days, but we've shipped like 190 times. And maybe there's still relevancy. Maybe there's still more unrealized value yet to be caught from that, right? I'd still question it. Maybe it's too big, but it's those questions that this allows us to ask, right? Yeah. And I I implemented this at a portfolio level once. Have I, have I told you this story? Well, I was, we have an audience, so I yeah. may well share it anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, now I have to, right? Um, I, I, I was working at e with uh, using some EBM or working towards implementing EBM at a portfolio level. And one of the first things I did is let's see how many things are in progress. Let's understand what work in progress we have out here. Uh, and, and that's from a project perspective. That's what they called it. It was, a, you know, atypical PML. Um, and, uh, and then after that, how long have they been worked on? And uh, there was this giant board, Will. And I had like these red indicators for anything that had been worked on over 150 days. And I would tell you that probably of the 300 things on the board, 250 of them had been worked, been worked on that long. Right. And this was one of those, this was one of the tangled messes of the more stuff we have in progress, the more stuff, you know, that they, you think you get done. Let's uh, we have to maximize resource utilization, all these oh, yeah. things, but nothing was getting done. Um, the reaction was not good when I presented that data. No, I can imagine. And what what you've essentially done is you've 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 shown that that little bit from. Uh, you remember the symptom, uh, the Simpsons, when they tell Mister Burns that he has all diseases, and they yeah. kind of show that graphic as the reason you're fine is because they all can't fit through the door at the same time. <laughs> like that's yep. that's your flow sometimes in an organization and you see that age just pile up and pile up and pile up as you go. Um, so yeah, let's looking at the time, right? Mm -hmm. When we talk about measuring aging, you know, you can measure minutes, you can measure seconds, everything. Our general recommendation, and this, this is also what we tend to advise from a flow metrics perspective is just start measuring days. And the moment you start work on it is day one. Mm -hmm. Now, it could be relevant to do it in uh, in different amounts. Uh, if you are in an, uh, in an ambulance or in a hospital kind of field, an ER situation, then seconds and minutes are very important, mm -hmm. right? How many seconds since the heart stopped beating? You know, ah, it's been a day. Yeah, that's not good. They're probably dead at that yeah. point. Yep. Right. But for most of us uh, that that aren't in the medical field or in the nuclear physics field, days are fine. Yeah, I would say for most knowledge work, the things that most of the people that are watching here are involved with days, right? Marketing, HR, software development, 
um, by the biotech folks who've been working with. Uh, pretty much any product type development stuff and knowledge work days is generally fine. Some of the previous examples like Walgreens, the grocery store, airport security, they're looking at, at people aging in an airport security line. That's minutes. Yeah. If that's hours or days, I'm a pretty upset customer. Oh yeah, we we yeah. had a, we had a situation where it was hours at Skip Hole last year, and that led to uh, that led to national questions yeah. at the airport. Yeah. Um. But 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 yeah, it's it is remarkably simple to get started. Right. You define a starting point, which either is customer initiated. Right. If you are customer facing, then when the customer engages with you, that is your starting point. Always look at it from the customer's perspective in that case. If you are doing fully internal work, let's say you're doing development work or you're creating new uh, new sales campaigns or those sorts of things, then you define your starting point yourself. Yeah, which I, point, I would recommend usually it's a starting point there isn't when the idea happens. It's generally when work has started on it. Yeah. But in some instances, you may, might want to know um, and and you could split that. You could you could maybe if you're in an organization looking to approve ideas and get budget through it, you want to know that process. You want to know how long it takes something from idea to getting started on it. That's and you can you can break it down like that. And then from getting started on it to getting done with it, like it's perfectly acceptable to do that. Yeah, yeah, and especially if you're going into full on lean value stream mapping with the associated metrics, you will have multiple points in that process where you define work starts here and ends here. Um, but again, I would say try to do it from a customer perspective, try to do it from a value perspective, mm-hmm. and then continue to measure until the current time. Yeah, right. We and put, we, we, stop we, we stop at the end point, and at that point, um, we'll. We'll, we'll measure something called cycle time, right? And we'll talk about that in a future episode. Yeah, yeah. And end can mean either finished or canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, but work stops, not temporarily, right? When we say when we say end, it's that work on that item is done. done. Whether it's finished or canceled, it is done. We don't pause. There's no pausing in work item age. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to put another purple note up here uh, because I had mentioned it earlier um, to, to remember this isn't the end all be all. This is to trigger conversations. To be honest with you, that's what I would t- say is everything that we're going to talk about in all of these series uh, is to trigger better conversations. Right. Because there might be more to the eye than what the age is. Right. As I mentioned before, if we're looking at a portfolio, if we're looking at a project, we can't we don't want to say everything has to be done at X, Y and Z. You know, it can't age beyond this. Maybe you can have indicators when you should start asking about aging. A loss, a service level expectation helps us arrive at those indicators. Um, but this is to trigger better conversations and maybe dig under the hood of other things like release frequency or current value that was delivered on through the duration of this project that is still in progress. So this is to trigger better conversations. It shouldn't be used as a thou shalt uh, type of type of metric. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a sanity check more than, more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, I like that sanity check, by the way, well, do you know, I do this and I measure this at home for my um, home improvement projects. (laughs) It helps me get things done. I'm an 80 percenter. (laughs) Oh Yeah. Yeah, it works in all in all circumstances. But yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good overview of work item age, right? Hopefully, um, 
as an audience, you've w- walked away with the idea of, okay, this is important and here's why it is important. Here's how I can measure it and why it's relevant in my context. And here's what it enables me to do. Um, it's one of the easiest to get started with. Um, you probably already have systems in your environment that have some defined starting point. Um, maybe even something that can output work item age for you. Um, and we hope that you'll experiment with it and start having those conversations. Do it. This is one of the most powerful game-changing things you could do. It enables conversations that you weren't even aware you should be having. It's it's awesome. And for you scrum people out there, daily scrum. Talk about aging in daily scrum. It's a game changer. Anything else, Will? No, I think that's... uh... That's a sorted for today. Um, really enjoyed this episode. I always I enjoy talking flow metrics. Me um, too. Me too. Well, I guess until next time, Will. Till next time, Todd. See you later. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and scrum on.